Hebrews chapter 10, let's start today. I want to show you from scripture some of the instructions that are being given so that you don't find yourself behind. We had this discussion the other day. The funny thing about how God operates is that should a person lose or miss out in a season, what happens is this. If a person is not able to keep up with a season, things will change as expected and they will know. That individual will know. Remember what I showed you? That the fallen countenance of a person, they will actually, like Cain, want to attribute the cause of that to another person, to their brother. But God showed us from his perspective on things that if someone's countenance falls, it's actually because there's something that they are not right with between them and God. There's something not right. Now, that's not what I want to emphasize on, but that's what I wanted to start with because I need you to understand that as the COD family, as the houses from the fortress to the house of prosperity to the helpless house to the storehouse to a law house and all the other houses, house of consultants, you must understand for this to work, you must understand that God desires for you and I to be a family. Yeah, you're going to speak with me today. God desires for us to be a family. Not just a family, a team. So you would see that when Christ was going to operate, what would Christ say? Or when Christ was going to go, he, the emphasis or the kind of characters he wanted in the, amongst the disciples were people of one heart and one mind. Now, what will hinder the work here is if we have people. So for this reason, do you know what I've had to do? Mentally, I've had to say, this is people here, but this is family. Now, there's family according to sentiment. There's also family according to bloodline. And we've, I think we've left that long time ago. Then there's family according to sentiment. Someone that I've known for years. Someone that I like. That's family according to sentiment. But then there's a family that goes beyond it all. This is a family of mission. This is a family of assignment. And I want to say this to you because I believe that God's got a word for us. He's got a kind of response he's looking from you and I because everything starts today. Did you hear what I've said? So you see, anyway, you will see in scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. Start from there for me. Therefore, brothers and sisters, yeah. since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, yeah. by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body. Am I going to get scriptures at all today? No? It's fine. Don't worry, go on. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. First thing I want you to write down, because I'm giving you... Today's word won't be necessarily, it goes together. It does to an extent. But I'm giving you instructions found by the Spirit in Scripture. So I hope there's nobody that sees themselves above the word. I hope there's none. But look at what first the Bible says. It says, now because we have such a great high priest sitting over the house of God, we should now draw near. God actually says, because Christ stands as the great high priest of the church that we should seek him we should draw near we should desire intimacy 
we should look for him but he says we should do so in what way with a sincere heart someone else get me the translation because i'm not going to assume anything um, or, or the definition sorry of sincere a heart that is without deceit without pretense this is the heart that god says so you know there's some people oh, there's some people that their only reasoning for coming here the only reason for coming here is because it will look good sincerely in their heart they're not seeking and i've said something to you when god starts to make things when it looks like things around us are not happening let me just use that word i want you to know it means that god is trying to get your attention when it seems like all your sources has run dry it's simple god wants to get your attention so that it can be so it can be rightly appropriated to the next level god is a god that moves forward are you listening to what i'm saying to you i haven't even yet started but i need you to see this scripture so he says that we should come draw near to him with a sincere heart so what's the definition of sincere pure unmixed as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word unhurt uninjured being in reality what it appears to be you know so being in reality what it appears to be do you hear that guys meaning that you don't walk here you know there are people that are here bodily but their heart is not here these are the people listen to what i'm saying and i am unrepentant about what i'm about to say to you it is those people and in case you think what i'm saying is just pastor obi being this you will see it those are the people that god will not bless the person that is here and their hearts are mixed they are not really as they appear to be meaning that they can sit here they can eat with us they can with us but their heart is not here did you hear what i've just said to you these are the people god's not going to say you have been here you have done this department before you have been working in this god's not going to look at that in order to give you anything the person with a mixed heart a person whose heart is here and there they will not receive anything from the lord i will repeat it once more so you know that it is sure COD, I need you to hear this because God's not going to look at your age and say, let me pardon you. This person with a mixed heart, a person that draws near to God, a person that when you hear that there's a word in the morning, your heart grudges. These are the people that will not have the blessings of God. The person that can never, you know, I've, I've used the word, the predictables. These are people that will never did you hear what I've just said? You know I'm repeating, have you heard? And I've taught you this before. The predictables will never. And that's not Pastor Obi because now some people be offended. Some will even say, how dare you? This is not Pastor Obi. I'm going to show you that these are the people that will never get anything from the Lord. But again, before we get there, so that you know that when Pastor Obi was pushing these things, I was not trying to, um, um, to be rude. I was earnestly, passionately trying to get you in line because God blesses accordingly he has always had conditions for his blessings but the Bible goes on to say go on let us draw near to God with a sincere with a heart. sincere heart another translation says without pretense meaning that I don't need someone to encourage me to draw near to God I sincerely want to draw near I honestly want to draw near 
It's not when just things are good that I, I say I want to have a good relationship. When things look bad, I still want to draw near to God. But look at what the Bible says. Draw to him with a sincere heart, yeah? And with the full assurance. And with a full assurance. Go on. That faith brings. This full assurance is only what faith can bring. Imagine the woman, the man, that is always missing from the word. But the Bible told us that, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing. So the person that cannot give room for the word, the person that cannot honor the word, they will not have the faith to draw near. God sees them as someone afar. And let me tell you, in the lines of blessing, one, I've just said it to you. I'm not turning back on what I've said because it's not Pastor Obi's words, it's scripture. That person first will not be blessed. But you would have seen people ahead of you getting blessed and you're thinking, am I not praying when they're praying? Am I not fasting when they're fasting? I too, am I not serving in a certain department? Am I not connected to this person? Have I not been here for years? And God actually reminds us or he puts it in our heart that, listen, you see these people, they will never, they will never because what God is looking is for total commitment. He's not looking for part commitment. He's looking for total. But carry on reading because I need to show you some things today. Go on. And with the full assurance that faith brings. So this full assurance only comes from faith. And faith comes from the word. So I want to draw near to God. So that's why I always pant for the word. That's why my desires for the word. There's no tiredness that stops me from the word. There's no hunger that stops me from the word. There's no situation that gives me a mood for the word or not. The word is principle over all things. It's principle over my sorrows. It's principle over my joy. Word comes first because I know from this life oozes. But carry on reading. Go on having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience so why do we speak like this because again someone will see it as pasobi's acting no it's passionately speaking what the spirit is saying because the spirit will not bless outside of where he's supposed to the father will not bless someone that does not consider his conditions but god says as we speak the word what happens is that there's a sprinkling over the heart so that there will be no guilty conscience because if you know that if you're hearing it means that god's still trying if you're being corrected it means that god's still trying how do you know that god's given up with you when you cannot be corrected when you've become someone too big and again every single thing i'm saying to you you're going to see in scripture today so that today we can leave making up our minds if we're going to choose what god has said or not with our hearts that are sprinkled, yes? And with the washing of the body. Just carry on reading. Go on. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. This is the first thing that God said to me. He said, let us therefore hold unswervingly. Can you underline that if that's your Bible? Let us hold unswervingly, yeah? To the hope we profess. To the hope that we profess. Let me tell you one of that hope. Tomorrow, there will be abundance. Tomorrow, there will be an abundance. This abundance will be too much for your hands to carry by yourself. You'll be looking for people to come and carry. These words I'm speaking to you are not fantasies. They are things that are about to happen. They're about to happen for the one that is strong in his heart, strong in his spirit that can stay here. This is why I asked you to pray this morning. What will happen is that there will be abundance. So he says, let us, let us hold onto this faith unswervingly the hope 
carry on reading go on for he who promised is faithful let me tell you why you shouldn't you should not um be someone that is swerving left to right look at what the bible says it says for he who promised is faithful he's dependable he will richly reward but carry on reading go on and let us consider how we may spur one another on on read the last verse again properly let us hold on swervingly to the hope we profess yeah for he who promised is faithful yeah and let us consider how we may spur now one this is the first scripture so all of that was me just giving you points but here's now the first scripture this is verse 24 right yes sir read verse 24 go on and let us consider how we may spur one no 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 i need you paying attention this these are instructions not you I need everyone paying attention. Verse 24 gives us something clear. What does it say? Go on. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. That's an instruction. Go on. Not giving up meeting together. Did you hear that? It says not giving up meeting together. You're going to read this in the TPT in a moment. Not giving up meeting together. These are instructions. This is not Pastor Obi disturbing your time. This is the Lord calling for a time. But you would know when you're supposed to be meeting. So on Friday or, or Saturday when I said to Paris, I think I'm going to be speaking to the COD family a bit more. You thought that's just because I feel like I have something to say. No, it's because there was an instruction given. Look at what the instruction says. It says that you should not give up meeting together like, but carry on. As some are in the habit of doing. You see, in case you think that I'm the one at it, Paul or whoever the writer of Hebrews, they told you don't do what you see others doing. Please, the person that has never been part of the church, what's his business in saying do not stop meeting they never met do you understand what i'm saying he says do not stop meeting like some has got into the habit of doing so when i said predictables I'm, i mean what i'm saying there are predictable people who will miss it there are predictable people god says listen draw the attention do not get into the habit that they have taken up Listen, I do not care what anyone has to say in response to this because there's a character of the Holy Spirit. There is. There's an expression of the Holy Spirit. So he says, do not get into the habit of missing the gatherings. Go on. But encouraging one another. But encourage one another, yeah? And all the more as you see the day approaching. Now that's my whole point. That's my whole point. The Holy Spirit says you should gather even more as you see the day dawning read this in the tpt from verse 24 again discover creative ways to encourage discover others. creative ways to to encourage one another yeah and to motivate them towards acts of compassion and to motivate so i start to sit down why is it now that we're having to do little things like there's always giving for example but now we're we're giving clothes out when we need there's people coming, contacting us, saying that they need. God is assigning us to something. He's saying that, you see, it's in this time that I want to encourage you. There needs to be a people who are going to be daring, who are going to love me so much that even when they are in need, 
they are going to be able to spur each other towards love and good deeds why go on doing beautiful works as expressions of love yeah this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together uh, let me say it again this is not the time to pull away and to neglect meeting together go on as some have formed the habit of doing as some has formed the habit let me warn you again cod fortress leaders do not follow the pattern do not follow the pattern of some who have become habitual in not being in the presence of the saints because listen there's there's a father there's a leader of this work not myself there's a leader there's a king over this work and when he summons he summons in a way I'm speaking very direct today. I'm just being honest with you. It says that we should not we carry on sorry where you were. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together yeah. as some have formed the habit of doing. Yeah. In fact, we should come together even more frequently. We should come together even more frequently. Why? Eager to encourage and urge each other on on and urge each other onward yeah. as we anticipate as that we day. As we anticipate that day you know what i want you to take from this god's given us instructions because there's a day coming and he says the preparation to that day is encourage one another speak to one another that even in the time you know you don't need to encourage someone who feels that they have abundance to give you know it's easy to give when you have but encouragement comes when it seems like you don't have and there's still the need to give. So the Bible says that we should encourage, spur one another to doing towards love. Love, do you remember what love is before someone says, oh, I'm still here, I'm still here. Do you remember what love is? Love is that you sacrifice, you lay down your life for a friend, meaning that it's not you. You are completely always sacrificing on the behalf of another person. Meaning that I cannot allow my human nature to put me before the need of a brother or sister. My human nature cannot stop me from loving. But let me not even dwell on that. So here's the thing. The Bible says that we should dwell. We should um, spur one another in love, in good deeds. And then it says that we should not neglect the meeting of the saints. We should not stop in the gathering of the saints. Why? so that simply because there's a day that we anticipate coming think of it like this you know if a child if a parent for example has gone away from work gone away for work the day that you know that your father is coming anticipation excitement and all of those things will start to grow in you why a child eager to see their father most likely and i'm saying something it sounds like i'm saying things just giving an example i'm telling you what the spirit says to me a child will be eagerly anticipating the arrival or the return of their father knowing that when their father comes in the embracement of love he's coming with gifts he's coming with rewards I hope your ears will hear me. He's coming with gifts. He's coming with rewards. I don't care how things look today, COD. The Father is coming. The one that gives reward is coming. And he says that this is what you should practice. This is what you should keep yourself doing. If there is a spirit that unites you as a family, 
if there is an instruction that unites you as a family god says that we should evenly we should even meet even more as we anticipate that day of his coming read in the expanded bible because you see now here's the issue when things look like it's not working expanded exp when things don't look like it's working do you know what people do i've said this i've taught you the scripture before what happens is that people actually give up on faith christ and return to their culture judaism 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 is what they grew up in it's what they're used to it's what their nature is used to now what happens is that the bible says listen do not return back to your culture when it looks like things are not happening you know someone returns to their nature someone will say that i have not been like this for years or i've not been like this for months the problem is that you still returned the problem is that you still return so someone can say i haven't been emotional or i haven't been like this for months have you seen me act like this here's my issue the problem is that you still returned scripture still says again i'm doing everything so that you know it's not a pastor obi's opinion scripture says that if they had caused to if they had remembered their country they would have had reason to return so the problem is there are people still with a certain nature here it doesn't work did you hear what i said god is saying these things because for weeks i've been saying god is committed to blessing but now my duty is to put us in a certain place so that we can be ready for the blessing read it in the expanded bible if you've got it go on let us think about each other and yeah. help each other to show love and do good deeds yeah you should not stay away from neglect forsake the church meetings yeah meeting together as some are doing yeah some were abandoning christianity some and, were abandoning christianity yeah and returning to judaism and returning to their former culture returning to their former nature what was comfortable to them you know sometimes faith makes you uncomfortable and the response of a person that is weak the response of somebody who has been here but not receiving the word the response of somebody who embraced entitlement but not love relationship the person who thought that their connection to another person was going to guarantee them their entry into the new season at that time they go back to where, what they're comfortable with so you see people amongst you who cannot find wholeness in the family they have to go outside to find wholeness you see people breaking down i'm saying why are you breaking down because if you understood the relationship of a father you would understand that you don't need to have many meetings you do not need everyone to pat your back for you to be better because david learned how to encourage himself in the lord he knew what the word has he knew his relationship with god if you do not understand these things cod let me tell you something as much as i can say i'm the one capping you you're capping yourself you're limiting yourself but god wants to bless you that's why he speaks like this god wants to bless you and i that's why he speaks like this that we cannot return to what we are comfortable with because it's the very thing that will make us missing from the blessing are you hearing what i'm saying to you but go back to the niv version and i want you to jump to verse 35 so the bible says here from you're going to read verse 35 so the bible says from verse 24 and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds 
not giving up meeting together meeting together do you hear that meeting together before someone starts saying oh i'm i'm up there listening no meeting together you're together do not give up meeting together these are people whose hearts have grown weary these are people who who whose heart god is having to share their heart with other things and the first big thing that god is having to share their heart with let me say something that god said to me this morning if you don't betray your flesh your flesh will betray you quickly you, do you understand what that means meaning that you see your flesh it's not something you're meant to easily or you're meant to tantalize it's not something you're meant to welcome it's not something you're meant to accommodate you're meant to quickly put your flesh on the cross you need to quickly know that this flesh is going to be what hinders you and in case you say what is flesh your human nature you have to quickly put it on the cross if not you're stopping yourself these are people who have grown weary of these meetings but they do not know the power the power thereof the bible says not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching verse 35 read from me so do not throw away your confidence yeah it will be richly rewarded yeah you need to persevere did you hear that do not throw away your confidence cod the confidence that there will be an abundance tomorrow the confidence that you are the next leaders of this new church of this new world the faith that all this giving is going to take you somewhere yes life may not show it right now but do not throw away your confidence because you will be greatly rewarded go on you need to persevere you so need to persevere sorry if i keep interrupting you i need to emphasize things the bible says do not give up do not throw away your confidence but you need to persevere you know there's very few things i'm going to be saying to people now once i've heard one two three times something i'm going to leave you to do it why am I doing that? I've heard PT say recently, the moment someone has a reason for something, he has grown to know that you must leave them to do it. So you would see me encouraging you to do what you want to do. If you want to be blessed, you will hear what I'm saying here. Go on. You need to persevere. You need to persevere. Go on. So that when you have done the will of God, please pay attention to this part. Go on. You will receive what he has promised. Yeah. For in a, in just a little while. For just in a little while. Yeah. He who is coming will come. When things look like there's a drought. When it looks like nothing's working, nothing's adding up. It's not because you have done something wrong. It's because he who is coming is coming. He who is coming. Christ is coming. Do you remember Peter? He was a known fisherman successful in business but one day he will experience the whole toiling of nighttime and will see that he cannot catch anything and he would have thought he had done everything to do um to get to bring in a catch but he was not able to i can imagine him thinking did i do something wrong did i gauge the waters wrong did i time this thing wrong but there was nothing wrong with what he did the reason why there was an apparent drought was because he who is coming is coming to him God wants to change your source of provision. God wants to change your source of livelihood. 
and it's at that moment that it seems like everything is scattering or it seems like nothing's happening God is actually trying to take you to the next stage so he says in just a little while he who is coming will come go on and will not delay and he will not delay meaning the reason why you think there's a delay is because you have a you have a you've misunderstood timing you thought he's meant to come now he's not meant to come now but he who is coming will come and he will not delay and what's the next thing he says he tells us about the righteous one go on but my righteous one will live by faith he will live by faith not by sight so he does not look at how things look today and begin to speak accordingly he speaks according to what the word says not even what you think you're imagining what the word says he speaks accordingly he says but my righteous one will live by faith so again my source this is what i said to myself reading this my source of my livelihood is actually my faith if i lack faith i have no means of living my source of livelihood is not finances it's my faith it's my dependency on god do you understand these things go on and i take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back so in case you see a certain passion when i'm saying that this person don't follow that person it's because god says he takes no pleasure meaning if pastor obi started carrying this practice you should know scripture has already told you that god doesn't pleasure doesn't find pleasure in that person he does not like the person that shrinks back that becomes doubtful that becomes faithless whose action removes them from where they should be god does not take pleasure in such person but the bible says in case anyone thinks this is a condemnation it's not because the bible ultimately says to us what go on but we do not belong to but we do not belong yeah to those who shrink back and yeah. are destroyed but to those who have faith and are saved we are people the cod all the houses we are people of faith we belong to faith we are saved by our faith not by our wittiness we are saved by our faith not by our knowledge it is the faith we have in god knowing that he has the power to deliver now let's go to james chapter one i want us to read from verse one james the half brother of christ the leader of the new church go on james a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ yeah to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations greetings consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters so this is how god says we should interpret whatever we are going through he says that we should consider it pure he said we should consider it pure so you know sometimes when we're faced with tests and trials we quickly say it's the devil we quickly say there's something wrong first god says consider it pure meaning that it's from him when we're going through tests and trials he says we should consider it pure joy why because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance imagine everything that is happening to us god is testing our faith what is our current faith level can it accommodate what god is bringing i was speaking to pastor indidi yesterday that i was so excited when pt in his word yesterday started to tell us the scripture where the bible says the glory i'm about to pour over the house of david 
he was talking about the magnitude how huge it was or how huge it was going to be you can close the door how huge it's going to be the bible actually wants you to understand the word of god the son of god wants you to understand the holy spirit wants you to understand today that whatever you're going through is not a punishment it's not a punishment it's not that you've done something wrong god's just testing your level of faith and you do know that qualifications credentials all these things come after a past test you cannot qualify to the next level without being tested so he says consider everything you're going through as tests please carry on let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete read verse 2 again consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters yeah whenever you face trials of many kinds because you whenever you face trials of many kinds so it looks you know god is testing your faith when it looks like at this point this went wrong and before you can deal with this then there's this issue then there's that issue then there's this then there's the test of am i even adequate am i competent these tests god says consider all these various trials as a test of your faith meaning that you do not judge things as as you see it how you see it. you judge things as as god said to you carry on reading go on because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance it produces perseverance again get the translation i mean the definition of perseverance so that we don't let words fly over our heads i need you to know that the perseverance god is using this test of faith to produce something in you that will bring you success it's perseverance that makes the man in the world the person that you see standing on the top i don't care what mountain it is what made a person get to a place where they're of high visibility they persevered God said it's the testing of your it's the testing of your faith which are your trials these are the things that's going to produce it so he says let it have its way go on what does it mean just the normal translation is fine yeah go on persistence in anything undertaken persistence in anything undertake, uh, undertake undertaken yeah continued pursuit or prosecution of any business or enterprise begun yeah in theology continuance in a state of grace to a state of glory did you hear that so your testing your trials is so that it can produce in you something that will help you to continue in your state into a state of glory let me tell you something why does people miss out on glory they were not able to persevere situations came and all of a sudden so i've seen people whose talk changes with how they feel and i'm thinking that's a character that will never see success never you know when i emphasize about moods you think i'm just attacking women listen that mood thing that nature it's holding you back and again you're going to see it in the scripture we're about to read it will hold you back if you're somebody that just speaks freely when you're not feeling happy or you just start to anyway let's just leave that you know what i'm saying carry on reading anyway go on let perseverance finish its work let it finish its work yeah so that you may be mature so that you may be mature 
so the testing of my faith is so that it can bring me to maturity so i wrote down in my notes that anytime that there's a lack it's a statement of immaturity and god's trying to bring me to maturity because the bible says when you allow it to do its work yeah what does it say so that you may you may be mature and complete so that you may be mature and complete so everything i'm facing is to make me whole is to make me mature is to make me i was saying the other day to someone i can't remember who it was that when god blesses he blesses according to your maturity he watches how you handle how you manage what is in your hand now and then he says okay i can give this person if you can manage sheep's well i can give you the nation of israel if you can manage so he's looking at your manage so i look at people that they're given just a department for example and their mood is one of the when their mood comes it's enough for them to not be diligent with this god says blame whoever you want to blame you will not be entrusted with the next level and God's faithfulness is that he will make you repeat it. If God has given up on you, you would have left completely. Carry on reading, go on. Not lacking anything. Yeah. If any of you lacks wisdom. If any of you therefore lacks wisdom. What is wisdom? The ability to do what is right, to know what to do. If at a point you do not know what to do, the Bible says you should ask for wisdom. And look at the character of God when you ask for wisdom. What, what's the character of God? Read it for me. Who gives generously to all. God gives generously to all. COD, please, I need you to hear everything I'm saying to you today. Because these are going to be the things, if you take it in, you would see yourself enter a state of glory. The Bible actually says to us that, listen, you have to be someone that ask for wisdom knowing that god gives generously to all he goes on to say what without finding fault right go on without finding fault so yeah in case you think that you are too weak for wisdom or in case you think you're too flawed for wisdom if you think that you've made a mistake and the way pastor ob is speaking to you is like god's rejected you that's not the case God says, even without finding fault, if you can ask, he will give it to you. But there's still a condition. Go on. But when you ask. But when you ask, here's the condition. Go on. You must believe and not doubt. You must believe and not doubt. Now, this is the place that separates those who believe in God from those who don't. And that's even within the house. God says that you must. So one of the things that God corrects me personally is don't go and speak the word of faith. Then outside of preaching, you're still doubting. Because the Bible says that person should know that they will not receive anything from the Lord. That kind of person, you see that character? They will be speaking, but they will never receive because there's still a part of them that doubts. Now, how do we get to a place? Because it's in our human nature to doubt the supernatural because we're human. How do we then get to a place where we're not doubting, where we do not doubt that, look, things will be better tomorrow. God says it's in the intake of his word. You must keep taking in his word until it changes the way you think until it changes the way you speak until it changes the way you act the bible says that you should believe and not doubt 
So COD, when I say to you, this is not me being hopeful. This is me saying what God has laid on my heart through scripture, not revelation, through scripture. That there will be abundance tomorrow when it looks like the, the, the disadvantage is in your hands. It's you're on the eve, you're at the eve of your greatest conquer. It was when there was famine and it looked like everyone was dying out that there was a whole city and a whole army to plunder. Abundance is tomorrow. Abundance is coming tomorrow. But God is looking for those who can believe and not doubt. Now look at the description of such person. Go on. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Yeah that person should not expect to receive anything from the lord should not expect to receive anything from the lord that person is like what go on such a person is double-minded and unstable in <laughs> all they do did you hear that such a person is double-minded their heart is double their thoughts are double they are split personalities they are like a drunk person who tries in attempt to walk in a straight line is swerving left to right and ultimately goes nowhere they are trying to walk this walk of righteousness they are trying to walk this walk of faith but their doubt likens them to a double-minded person likens them to a drunk person again have you seen a drunk person how foolish how how funny it looks when they are tempting to look straight, to walk straight, they are persons swerving to the left, swerving to the right. That is the doubtful. That is the person that is double-minded. That's the woman. There goes the woman who has divided loyalties. The man that has divided loyalties, the divided allegiances. They are they are loyal to their human nature, and they are trying to be loyal to the word. It doesn't work you're not going to go anywhere in this life god says that such person is a double-minded and I, this is my emphasis because god's saying i want to bless but some people have not yet realized that the bible said to us that we should hold on to our hope hold on to our faith unswervingly knowing that we will be greatly rewarded they do not believe that they will be rewarded for their faith and it is impossible to please god without faith for you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so when we are speaking the word like this when we come together i get it that you have things to do i get it that you have family cause i get it that your hold your old nature is calling you but you see the person that's going to walk in the blessing and that's why it usually turns out to be very few the person that's going to walk in the blessing imagine if david engaged himself in the battle with Goliath doubting Goliath would have slayed him really like a dog but David entered that battle fully confident he was not looking at his size against what he was up against he was fully rest assured that God will deliver him and because of that he will be rewarded with the position to enter royalty again there goes the woman there goes the man with divided loyalties they're, they're loyal to their nature they're loyal to themselves they're loyal to how they feel god says listen as far as you're loyal to yourself 
you cannot be loyal to me one cannot serve two masters we quickly attributed that as mammon and god no you cannot serve you and god you cannot be somebody that's responding to how i feel in the morning do i not have feelings too do i not feel anxious at times no i do but what happens is that i understand that i'm only a servant as prisoner of one the word i can only respond i can only act according to the word and yes do we fall sometimes yes and you must quickly realize that you have fallen and repent because unless you get yourself to be a single-minded that single-minded person if you read it in a different translation that single-minded person is a person that is fully committed to god meaning that should god say you're going to sleep outside i will because i know tomorrow will be better i will these were what the ancients were commended for this is why i said to you they were commended for their unrelenting faith they were not going to use a situation so i see how many times god says when i come to the earth would i find any with faith when i come because remember it said in the scripture in just a little while he who is coming will come so the one that is holding your reward is coming but by the time he comes he's looking for those who will have faith look at that woman that is doing everything look at that man that is is committed they're doing everything to maintain hold of independence as well as dependence how does that work how is it that you're amongst a family yet you're different how you you are trying to hold on to independence and dependence on god but real dependence on god is only dependence when it's total you can only really depend on god when it's it's only really dependence when you totally believe in him when you totally have abandoned everything else for him you see a woman you see her you see a man their age has now made them independent you ask them things they're just independent they're secretive my issue is again it sounds like pastor obi's nagging and being overbearing time will tell the only person that will be rewarded from the lord is that who is totally single-minded totally committed totally dependent on god meaning that i don't need to look like i have it in my account for me to believe that i can get it i believe so much in god that in the last minute he can bring that from anywhere all the days that job began to recall when the when the fellowship of the lord was upon my tent meaning that he depended on him when rocks poured out oil he saw that his abundance his provision came from that dependency on god and what happened when he began to increase when he started to become somebody in his own mind he lost track of intimacy with god god doesn't want us as independent people he wants us dependent on him do you understand that he wants us vulnerable to him and that's what will make you like gods to the world carry on reading for me believers in humble circumstances read verse 2 again but read it from the voice for me in the voice what god wants us to be are people sure in him 
dependent on him. So listen, this is the reason why we give. Because your human nature will say, I don't have much. So this is more reason why I should save or put it into this. No, God says that there's a breed, there's a kind of people that will understand that faith in me is what's going to provide everything. My source of livelihood is my faith. And why is God speaking to us like this? Because there are people who are lacking the fortitude necessary to receive the blessing of his wisdom. Again, what is wisdom? The ability to know what to do per time. You're lacking the fortitude necessary. You're lacking the strength. This is why I said earlier that we pray. But God's going to give us strength if we have faith. Read it for me. Go on. Don't run from tests and hardships, brothers and sisters. Don't run from it. Run to it. Embrace it. Stand strong through it. Go on. As difficult as they are, you will ultimately find joy in them. As difficult as they are, ultimately, at the end, subsequently, you will have great joy. These are the words that God has brought me to correct and then encourage. That there's nothing wrong. Just stand the test of time. You know, there's something that Pastor Onye used to say to me and it's become something that I share with some of you guys. All we have to do is survive. Can we keep our faith alive? Did you see the kind of conversation Paul will have upon his departure? He said, I have fought the good fight of faith, knowing that everything in life is just to take away your faith. And before you say that this is just me, please, it's not just you. It's the nature of where you've been exposed to. The word is really you. The Bible says, for you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ. You can't therefore be other than Christ. You can't be living separately from Christ. And if this feels like it's overbearing or it's too much, all you need to do is for once slow down slow down the pace and the speed and the busyness of your life and the busyness of your mind and dare to hear the word because i'm not asking you to now try if you receive the word the word will do it through you the word it is him who works in us both to will and to do he's not asking you to try he's asking you to receive his word so this is why he says my son received the instruction of your father he says listen pay attention so if it's as little as being present when we're speaking the word then that may just it, does that cost you is that worth missing the blessing that god wants to give you because he will not give to the double-minded he will not give to the split personality he will not give to the person who has divided loyalties and divided allegiances you cannot be loyal to yourself. Betray that flesh. Betray that nature now before it betrays you of the blessing. Read for me, Pastor. If you embrace them, your faith will blossom under pressure yeah. and teach you true patience as you endure. Yeah. And true patience brought on by endurance will equip you to, co to complete the long journey and cross the finish line mature complete and wanting nothing yeah if you don't have all the wisdom needed for this journey then all you have to do is ask god for it and god will grant all that you need if he you don't know what to do ask for wisdom ask him what to do and have faith he'll give you the answer until then be in joy 
going. He gives lavishly and never scolds you for asking. Yeah. The key is that your request be anchored by your single-minded commitment to God. Did you see that? So in case someone was saying, what is double-minded? No, he makes it clear here. You're single-minded. A person that is single-minded is what? Read it again. Committed. Yeah, go on. Commit is anchored by your single-minded commitment to God. I am committed to him. I'm dependent on him. I'm not looking at if other things are working. I just need to know if my relationship's working. That's all I need to do. That's the person. That's the thing that your your request must be anchored with. That he knows that you're fully committed to him. So yes, do I have feelings? Yes. But I ignore it because there's a word that leads my life. There's a God that leads my life. Do I get offended? Yes. But do I allow it to hold me? No. Because there's a word that leads my life. I can't be someone here that is leading. You, you can't, you, I have to be able to submit to what the word says. This is why I took you to the scripture that says, even more now, we should be meeting more regularly. We should be speaking the word more regularly. Why? Because there's someone, and if you read that scripture, and I didn't take you there actually, I didn't emphasize on it, but it says, as you see the day. So what speeds up our move or what speeds up the arrival of that day? The increased meetings. The increased speaking the word to one another. The increased gathering. So when you're sitting down, you're looking for the word. Those things, you would do it if your heart, if your spirit sees that day of reward coming. The person that stays away is pushing that, way, that day far. But finish off this scripture. Let me round up. Those who depend only on their own judgment are like those lost on the seas. Did you hear that? So that you see that this is not me. Those who depend on their own judgment are like what? Those lost on the seas. <laughs> Go on. Carried away by any wave or picked up by any wind. Yeah. Those adrift on their own wisdom shouldn't assume the Lord will rescue them or bring them anything. Did you hear that? I need you to listen. The Bible says those who adrift on their own wisdom should not think that God will bring them back. Read it once again. Those who adrift yeah. on their own wisdom. On their own wisdom. Those who were too proud to ask God. Those who were too proud and too big for the family. Those who did not know that this gathering is not Pastor Opie's request. It's the spirit. And this is why I've always said that, listen, in order for you to really embrace the blessings of God, you need to learn how to discern. The scripture told us now you should look unto nothing or you should know nothing according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If it's still Pastor Obi the one calling it, that's why you're going to go away. If you cannot discern that this is the spirit, asking for what is the father's will the gathering then you're always going to be missing look at what it says those who adrift on their own wisdom so they're wise in their own eyes they are led by themselves no one can speak to them they have a proud and haughty heart their, you see their heart is big before God they don't look to God they, don't, they are not humble before God so even as I'm speaking they, they're still stubborn those are the people God cannot bless and again that's not my word what does it say again those who adrift on their own wisdom what happens shouldn't assume the Lord will rescue them did you hear that should not assume God will rescue them 
Those that do not think that God's going to come and um, fight on your behalf. If you run on your own wisdom. And practically, if someone says, ask for wisdom, and you're asking, does that mean sitting in a room and waiting to hear a voice? It's still the word. If you ask, somehow he'll lead you to a scripture. That's his faithfulness, and you will know how to move in that season. Go on. They should not assume that God will come and rescue them. Or bring them anything. Or bring them anything. Go on. The splinter of divided loyalty yeah. shatters your compass and leaves you dizzy and confused. So, how do I want to end this today? God says us says to us through the scriptures that we read in Hebrews 10 from verse 19. It's a call to persevere in your faith. He says that we should hold on to this faith, this hope that we profess unswervingly, knowing that we will be greatly rewarded. He goes on to then say to us that let us spur one another, let us encourage one another towards love and good deed. Love meaning that I encourage Tomwa to forget herself for the benefit of others. That's love, sacrificing yourself. I encourage a priest to forget herself for the benefit of another person. And guess when God puts that demand on you the most? When you feel that you need it. That's when he puts the demand. Why? Because that's when it's at the most valuable. That's when it's most valuable. When you're in need and you provide need for others. God says, God actually said it to me. And I, I can't remember where I said it, but God, so I've been saying it, preaching it to myself actually. God said it to me, if you don't have it, give it. Whatever you don't have, give it. Believe God. I am looking for those among you, among us, that are really in this work for real. And we're not trying to use our head logic to serve God, but our hearts are fully committed to him. Let us spur one another towards love and good deeds. He says that we will be greatly rewarded. He said that we should not neglect the meeting, the gathering, like some have got into the habit of doing. And in case you're that person that's got, or you're the people that have got into the habit, don't condemn yourself. Just change it. He says, do not follow those who have left faith because faith sometimes seems uncomfortable. But until you can find comfort in faith, you can't be rewarded in faith. But at times, yes, it does look uncomfortable. I said to Pastor Ashley, there's some seasons we're going through now that don't look like we, um, it, it doesn't look like what it looked before. God asked for contentment now. It's not good to be complaining because there's not things. No, God wants to see your attitude now. And that attitude is contentment. Contentment is not embracing poverty. Contentment is being rest assured that God provides. It's being sure that God will make a move on your behalf. Remember what I showed you in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9. It says that the eyes of the Lord roam the earth. Looking for those, looking to strengthen those whose hearts are committed to him. So if I can remain here committed, they can say anything to the fortress. They can say fortress, oh, you have to leave today. I'm going to be immovable in my faith. We will find something to do. And it might not even get to that. God 
has something great and huge around the corner. So it's over the houses I say that, guys, there's a new stream of finances flowing into all the houses. There's a new um, stream, a new flow of resources flowing into every house. And what is God looking for? The man who in and out is called sacrifice. The man and woman who just believes so much that God is bringing that flow because he wants you to provide. He knows that you will give every family. I don't care what it looks like today. Something is about to change. God is able to scatter and shake the earth just to make sure that resources fall into your hand. You know that. God is capable of doing that. So here's what God then said to us. James 1, he says we should consider it all pure. Stop thinking that it's from elsewhere. This is God testing your faith to see if you can graduate to the next level. He says to us that we should not be like the double-minded and it was through the voice that we understood what double-minded is. You cannot be committed to something else and God, you must be single-minded, totally committed to him. I'm not committed to Pastor Ashley as my wife. I'm committed to God and being committed to her, being committed to God makes me committed to her. I'm not committed to her son. I'm not committed to any one individual, no brother, no friend, no daughter or son, whatever we want to call it. I'm committed to God and through that, every else, every other thing falls in place. So this is what God then said as instruction. And I'll end with this. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And then we end today. God wants us to respond, to understand what he's asking from us in this times. Isaiah 54, read it for me from verse 1. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Yeah. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Imagine that everything that's happening is because God wants to add children to us. Imagine I've been asking God, why is all of this happening? And yes, so that you don't feel like I'm just being um, inconsiderate. No, I understand the human nature. I'm not a robot. So have I not been in positions that I feared? I was like, is it that I've done something wrong? But God showed us that no. Listen, the desolate of today is about to have more children than the one that has children. All of this is a children matter. God wants to increase the people in this family when i was speaking to you the other day as leaders it's because god wants to add people to you and until you see it through his word you cannot see it physically because guess what i said it in the beginning god's leaders are those that he prepares before they see it like the example i gave of noah imagine if noah then saw the flood and started trying to build the ark he would have already missed it I hope you heard what I've said. If he's the person waiting for the signs before he begins to prepare or begins to act, guess what? He's already missed it. The person that will be found, lifted and exalted in the time is the one that heard it before it happened and prepared accordingly. So this is what God says we should do as, pre as preparation. Go on. Sing, barren woman, 
you who never brought a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Yeah. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Carry on reading. Enlarge the place of your tent. That's the instruction. Did you hear what he said? Read it for me. Enlarge the place of your tent. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. Do you understand what the tent is? Do you? The tent is where God dwells. The tent is where people come to meet God. I kept saying to Pastor Ashley, and I've said it to certain people, the fortress must not be just a home where children in terms of we we create a family and raise children that's bullcrap it's part of it but that cannot be the totality of it it's not just a place of comfort it's both our workspace it's our church most importantly the bible says enlarge your church your home remember that moses was god will meet him at the tent the tent is where God, remember that Job said that I remember the days when his presence was over my tent. The tent is what you have set up as the place where God meets you. So this is the reason why God has to re-instruct us and say to us that, look, we have to remember the fundamentals. Because PT said the other day, do not teach how to make business work, but teach what makes the covenant work we have to remember that sexual sin is far beyond what is permitted it cannot be something that's even embraced you cannot come close to it and i was saying this to somebody that look you see that kind of sin the way to deal with it is there's no real way meaning that there's not there's no civil way to deal with it you have to be as erratic as possible You have to be so erratic that when your garment is held, it will be ripped because you ran that fast. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You cannot say, God, this is my weakness any longer. It has to be, you do whatever it takes. And I don't care how that reflects. What I hope is that we have people that are mature and ready for the blessing. We understand that the Bible said, and this is when the day that I was speaking to the family about um, some of your leaders that disappointed my heart dearly was when I showed you that scripture, the scripture that says that um, um, wherever there's um, um, confusion or strife, I can't remember how, wherever there's um, confusion or strife, there are all kinds of evil. So when we saw a bunch of girls parading back into the house not talking to each other i'm saying how did you go outside and bring back strife to our house you're fighting the covenant you're fighting the power that makes us you're fighting the oil no we must remember now and if we have fallen before it's for us to say that maturity is making up our mind today that there's no reason for it like pt said you can feel like it but you will not fall into it you will do whatever it takes if your relationship now has to be before 200 people if you really want that relationship the only way you can really want that relationship is if you first want his relationship and you'll be willing until you grow sexual sin cannot there's no boy from myself to anybody that should be looking that their life is not accountable clearly 
you know there's a scripture first thessalonians 4 3 it says it is god's will that you stay from sexual sin that is god's will well anyway the bible says to us that we should enlarge our tents read it in the tpt i believe it's the tpt or so that says increase is coming that's why all of this is happening i believe maybe tpt maybe voice somewhere you have to find it for me increase is coming tpt isaiah 54 verse 2 Uh, is there a TPT? Yeah. Increase uh, is coming. They'll say it as if I'm not reading the Bible. Go on. Increase is coming. So increase is coming, guys. God says to us, increase is coming. And guess what? He was speaking to the desolate woman. He was look he was speaking to the people, the church, that it looked like nothing is happening. He said, increase is coming. And as a response, what should you do? Go on. So enlarge your tents. So enlarge your tents. Yeah. And add extensions to your dwelling. And add extensions. So God had to speak this to me before because guess what? Before I was in a position where I was trying to logic. I was trying to refrain. The Bible in one of the translations says, don't hold back. It says, don't hold back. So we was trying to use logic and calculations to manage. But God says, no, don't hold back because the increase that is coming, the reason why you need to extend your, your, your tents, enlarge your tents is because increase are coming. More children are coming. So you must extend it. Go on. Hold nothing back. Hold nothing back, yeah. Make the tent ropes longer yeah. and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. Yeah. Verse in NIV verse 4 says, Do not be afraid, COD. You will not be put to shame. You know what makes people jump back, run away from faith and back to logic is that they're afraid of shame. They said, how am I going to feed? How am I going to do this? They're afraid of shame. God says, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. I actually want us to read this in a few translations. Um, look for the ERV translation. I think it's easy to read version or something like that erv and let me round up with this scripture so that nobody will be without instruction or clarity on what we should do so i don't care what it is is it business think bigger stop holding back if it's business from the homes to everything think bigger create a ground make everything as big as you're willing to accommodate are you hearing that COD? Help us house. Everyone extend, enlarge according to what you see coming. So what we actually need in houses are people who can see, people who speak. And that's why I started off with the scripture that said that they spoke to one another. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord heard, listened and heard and began to write. 
Read it for me if you're there from verse 2. Make your tent bigger. Yeah. Open your doors wide. Don't think small. Don't think small. I love it. Go on. Make your tent large and strong. Are you small-minded? Dispose of that now. Because more are coming. Go on. Because you will grow in all directions. Sorry, read it again, verse 2. Make your tent bigger. That's the instruction, make. Just make it happen. We have certain targets. I was speaking to some people. There's certain targets we have to reach. Just make it happen. The power and the resources to achieve that is in its, is in its instruction. It's in the instruction. The moment we wake up, the moment we say the moment we say make, the ability to make it happen is in that word. Now what I'm trying to say, every word you listen to from now will give you the power to make it happen. I want us to end here. I want us to read just a few translations, but just so that we can maximize this moment. Maybe let's see what the expanded Bible says and then I'll close. Make Is there a book your, for 11? Go on. Make your tent bigger. Stretch it out and make it wider. Yeah. Do not hold back. Make the ropes longer and its stakes stronger because you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your children, descendants, offspring, seed will take over possession of other nations and they will again live in cities that once were destroyed, ruined, desolate. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, yeah? Because you will not be ashamed. You will not. Seoldi, are you listening to me? You will not be put to shame. Yeah? Go on. Don't be embarrassed, discouraged, because you will not be disgraced. You will not be disgraced. That's the word of the Lord to us. So I want us to keep doing what we're doing. I want us to be full of faith. Be single-minded in your commitment. Do not be a man, a woman of divided loyalties. Do not be a man, a woman of divided allegiances. And do not also be a person that's dishonest with themselves. You have to understand the heart to understand the word. What I mean by that is, you see, if you don't understand my heart, you think I'm just disgracing and talking down on people. I don't have the right to. I don't. And that's why I've made I've been, I've been very careful to show you scriptures and take time in giving translations. We must know that God cannot bless the person that is double-minded. You cannot be here and there. The blessings for his family is for the house. Extend, enlarge, make your tents bigger. So that's your mind. I believe that God's going to increase the creatives. Your minds are going to expand those who handle finances and you can be that person if you believe those who um hold finances god's going to make things bigger more is coming it's for you to expand respond to the instructions do not be someone that waits for things to happen before you start because guess what at that moment you would have already been too late on that note i'll end today i love you guys stay strong in your faith unswervingly hold on to that faith and believe God, you will not be disappointed. Disappointed. I love you all. Bye, guys.